1: What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California. The new political year is in full swing now that California's new district maps are complete and Office holders and candidates are making decisions about where to run. There will be dozens of changes in the state legislature as incumbents retire or move on and new candidates step up. And there are a handful of swing seats again in California congressional races, with the new maps generally more favorable to Democrats than Republicans, although California will lose one House seat and it's held by a Democrat. California will be the focus of a lot of money and attention from the national parties and from interest groups on all sides. And among those determined to influence some of those races and flip some seats is the California Donor Table, a nonprofit progressive group based in Oakland. It pools donor resources to invest in communities of color and elect people to represent their needs and values. We're joined today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by its executive director, Ludovic Blaine. Thanks so much for being with us.
0: Thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
1: So your group had a pretty good track record in 2020, and I know you just held a roundtable panel with organizers around the state to focus on 2022. What is your big picture overview of how things are shaping up for this year? Well,
0: first, it's important to to know how big of a role California plays in in national politics, especially in national House politics, um, and how much uh, Democrats need to win in California in order to sustain their majority. In 2016, uh, Democrats held about 73 percent of California's congressional seats. Um, In 2018, when they took back the House, California contributed by uh, having Democrats win 87 percent of the seats here in California. So when we're talking about the need to win in California, it's not, you know, 50 percent. It's not every other seat um the country needs california to win more than 75 or 80 percent of the seats in order for the democrats to keep the house we think we're on track to do that in 2022 and uh and it will be organizations of color and voters of color that deliver those votes uh for the democrats to win here and to keep the house
1: well nationally the democratic uh, majority in the house is now about 10 seats i believe uh bringing that up to date with a special election in florida Um, and uh, looking at the polling there, and given redistricting in other states, certainly the the Democrats are going to be challenged in November. Uh, Are there really enough open seats in California to to keep that majority if they lose a lot of those seats in other states?
0: Well, it's going to be tough in other states. I mean, Republicans are pretty explicitly anti-people-of-color voting and are doing uh, everything from gerrymandering to making voting harder um, in other states. We're proud here in California that we fought to protect those rights as they should be uh, across the country. So w- there are both enough open and, and vulnerable Republican seats that we think we should be able to significantly contribute to the number of seats that the Democrats need to keep the House. Um, it will definitely be tight uh, and Californians can't do it alone, uh, but we have an uh, um an incredible opportunity to overperform to kind of save America's democracy.
1: The unexpected retirement of Devin Nunes in Fresno uh, was really a bombshell. And how does that reshape and open up the Central Valley? Or is redistricting really the bigger factor there in terms of maybe it's shifting to the Democrats?
0: The Central Valley is shifting to Democrats, like many other regions. Um, uh, Nunes uh, leaving was, you know, due to some combination of the Twitter cow annoying him um, Mm. to him getting what I assume is a well-paying job working for Trump's social media organization, which just those words sound so terrible. Um, But also he read the numbers. And with redistricting and the organizing that's been happening in the Central Valley, um, he was due to lose. Uh, And so he made a political decision to leave, um, willingly rather than getting beaten. And so that has really buoyed a lot of the Latino, especially, groups in the Central Valley to know that they're, he's reading the same data that they are. He was doomed, um, and they're building momentum to win uh, up and down the region.
1: So the Democrats have a good shot at taking that seat away. What are some of the other districts that we should watch, uh, the one, places in California that you think are ripe for flipping, uh, or maybe some that are you know, a tough hold but they, they may be able to hold on to?
0: Sure. So in the Central Valley, there's three new Latino majority congressional districts, uh, California 13, 21 and 22. Uh, There's a couple of holds that are necessary there as well. Democratic holds. Um, Other regions to look out for, obviously Orange County uh, that went Democrat for the first time for president in a generation in 2016. And then they delivered a full Democratic um, delegation in 2018 and then had some um, uh, backlash and and movement backwards and electing a couple of republicans in 2020 uh, we're going to be fighting those seats uh 45 and 47 lots of uh api folks and latinos in those districts another region is the inland empire san bernardino and riverside that helped to deliver a democratic congressional majority in 2012. they have a handful of defense of democratic holds that we want to do as well as a couple of republican pickups san diego um, which also contributed to a couple of seats to the Democrats taking Congress in 2012, have a couple of Democratic defense, uh, Scott Peters and Mike Levin, uh, and then a, a hopeful progressive victory over Daryl Issa. Uh, and then there's a Republican seat that has been in LA um, that was held for the last two years by a Republican who won just by a few hundred votes. Um, that was redistricted and is now really a Democratic seat. Um, so um, so we think we're poised to hold all the Democratic seats and take at least a few of the Republican-held seats um, this year.
1: You, you mentioned that there are now three districts that in the Central Valley that are majority Latino. Uh, and California has been electing more and more lawmakers of color. Why, why is it so important that these newly drawn districts that are starting to have Majority minority, if we can say that populations um, be represented by people who look like them.
0: Well, because that's what democratic little d democratic governance is about. Um, uh, you know, majority rule and minority protection, um, and and uh, Latinos um, have been a robust percentage of the population of the state as a whole and significant regions in the state for quite a while. Um, and in the Central Valley, uh, the Republicans have really the re- local and federal republicans elected have not been representing uh people of color interests latino interests in particular low-income interests immigrant interests at all they've actually been diametrically opposed to almost all of that
1: well we could talk about this all day but i appreciate your time being with us ludovic blaine on the kcbs wing central Newsline today executive director of the california donor table thanks for being with us
0: thanks for having me on
1: You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com. And wherever you get your podcasts, you can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?